Well, Will, that is us, the Will and Dave Show. Yeah. Feels kind of surreal now that it's actually here. Hit like, hit subscribe, hit the bell. Like, comment, subscribe, <laughs> hit the little bell down in the doobly-doo. <laughs> Just oh, yes. spread the love, guys. William, it's been hey. a minute. I don't I don't know if I'm nostalgic <laughs> or cringing more at that 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 clip. Oh boy. Hit the doobly doo. I mean the voice the voice is anytime I hear myself do a silly voice, it's 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 pretty cringy, but specifically that particular voice, and I was also <laughs> a lot uh I, I, I was a lot more rotund back in back in the time that was recorded. So that, that was also a nice little blast from the past. It has been one year, and we have some fun things this evening. We have a guest mm-hmm. host who's going to be on here in a, f- in a little bit, and Tim Vanden Heuvel, who has hosted this show with us an, a few times, actually. I was counting. I was going mm-hmm. through getting clips, and he's been with us five or six times, actually, over the course of the year. Yeah. He's our, our most consistent co-host. And we didn't even have to pay him a dime. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> he just is a sucker for punishment. Apparently, yeah. Yes. And our show sponsors are going to be joining us live this evening. Um, yeah. as they As they have time, they're going to log in. And we're going to bring them in live. And we're going to say howdy doody and interview our show sponsors really briefly. They've been long-running sponsors. So I feel like it's the least we could do. Well, the one has been sponsoring so well. me for over 30 years, so. <laughs> I think she deserves more than a live video then. <laughs> oh, she probably deserves not to have a live video, but I conned her into coming on, so. <laughs> yeah. So, w- while we're waiting on them, mm-hmm. what was one of your highlights of the past year? On the show, obviously. Ooh, show speaking... Probably my upgrade for my camera. Looking back at the old clips with my old camera system was it's it is still somewhat uh, somewhat cringy to look at, but I mean making do with what we had at the time. Mm-hmm. I think also especially now that we've spent some time today listening to what we used to sound like back then, I think we've come a long ways in just how comfortable we are in front of a microphone and and, and a camera in this case. Virginia Slim. You've come a long way, baby. <laughs> that is a musical <laughs> reference from well before my time. Well before your time. Well before my time. We have a guest sponsor. Ooh. Why, hello. Well, hello there, guys. How's it going? It is going awesome. This, As this we, podcasting is becoming kind of a family affair, isn't it? It, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> So, William, why don't you interview our show sponsor? Well, seeing as she's our first sponsor, <laughs> would you like to tell us about who you are and, and how you sponsor the show? Sure. Well, I am a long arm quilter, and that is my huge machine that you're seeing in back of me. And I do a fair bit of live streaming. And so because, you know, I was kind of into cameras and microphones and things like that with Dave, um, he encouraged me to start a podcast, too. So now I also have a podcast, a little more uh, lightweight, maybe, than Dave and Will's, um, a little more light entertainment, and it's called Measure Twice, Cut Once. 
and other life lessons learned from quilters. That does sound much more pleasant than what we do. <laughs> and we are not ashamed to admit that you are kicking our butt at, at viewership and downloads and every other metric. Hmm. Hence the reason why you get to sponsor our show because you actually have viewers. <laughs> right. I know you'd love to turn the tables, but the thing is quilters are podcast listeners. I know they are. So I'm, I'm just in the right niche. Well, like your, your content is just generally very palatable content. What we talk about tends to be divisive and polarizing. Right. Well, you know, someone someone was telling me yesterday that she really enjoyed my podcast, and when she has a hard time sleeping at night, that's what she reaches for. Compliment's a compliment, I guess. (laughs) Well, you know. (laughs) Well, we just want to say thank you for sponsoring the show, Susan. My pleasure. And I promise it'll be a year until we get you on the air live again. Perfect. Sounds real good. You guys have a great show. Thanks for coming, Sue. All righty. Okay, bye-bye. Well, that she was, really is kicking our butts. Oh, she is walking away with it. Mm-hmm. So why don't we introduce our guest host, and then whenever Mallory shows up, we will bring him on. Well, our, our guest host, I can't put my hand in frame, is the one and only Tim Vandenhubel, number hey, one Tim. fan. Hey, guys. How's it going? It's going good. First off, I'd like to congratulate you guys for being on the air for a year. I can't believe when Dave talked to me earlier this week, he says to me, he says, "Uh, how would you like to guest host the the show this on Saturday? He says, oh, yeah, sure. I says, I've got nothing really planned. He goes, yeah, it's our anniversary show. I says, what? A year? My (laughs) God, like, I can't believe it. It seems like it was only a couple months ago that you guys kicked this thing off. So kudos to both of you. It was on Halloween of last year we started the show. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow, that's unreal. It's hard to believe. It's been a time. But unlike one of Susan's uh, viewers, I don't uh, watch you guys to go to sleep at night or anything like that. <laughs> you watch <laughs> our show not. to get all riled up. <laughs> True. <laughs> You've done I that mean. a few times. Hey, Will, I'll <laughs> kick you off the streaming, fix your camera, then you can come back. It's you and me, Tim. There's a number oh, one wonderful. where Tim normally is, or where Will usually is. Well, he should be number one, actually. So I, He should be. There you go. So at the beginning, at the intro, I seen a couple of clips of you and Will, and I'm, I'm looking like, I don't mean to be ignorant, but I think you've aged a year, Dave. <laughs> Look at what the world has gone through in a year, and I have to cover it, and we have to argue about it. So yeah, I've aged a year. It's been a rough year, that's to, to, oh, to say the man. least. We were looking at po- some of the topics, or I was looking at the topics, I guess. I was looking for some clips, and man, we've covered some heavy stuff. I, I avoided them for the anniversary show, though. <laughs> well, it's been crazy. I know I've been on a few of those uh, fairly, how can I put it, interesting um, yep. shows where we got pretty pretty heated, and it was uh, it was good, though. It uh it was what the premise of the show was always about: is that uh, you can argue and, and still be buddies at the end of the after the show. We don't always always have to agree on every topic. That's right. Exactly. Welcome back, Will. Thank you. Thank you. Still having a few technical difficulties, but we'll make do. Oh, you look good in any light, William. Oh, you. 
So while we are going over, I'm going to go back into the archives and play. <coughs> so Tim and I, we did a live, like, it was an intro to the intro show. We were doing a practice show. And this was October 12th, I believe, of last year. And I had sent you a list of, of procedures, Tim, for what to do to be a guest on the Will and Dave show. And this was your yeah, response. And I'm going to keep I your mic live while we, while we watch this clip from... The first live show I think we actually had on the show. Mm -hmm. I want to bring up a little topic here because I'm looking at my phone and you sent me some notes on how to, uh, a few notes on how to log in onto this, this live feed. And it says here, a few notes. Number one, try to get the camera at or above eye level so we don't get a good shot of inside your nose. Really? Really? I trimmed these babies tonight, dude. <laughs> he got them all pretty for showbiz, and then we shot them down. And I did it again tonight for you. <laughs> <laughs> and just let me talk, let, if, since we're on that topic, I, yeah. let me talk about that. Yeah. At my age, I'm growing hair in areas I never thought I'd be able to. <laughs> it's... Well, it's okay. It's the truth. You're going to be my age one day. Don't remind me, please. Let me oh live in ignorant place. <laughs> you know what's the worst part of these suckers? Like it's like yeah. two caterpillars on my forehead. Like it's need, just need a weed whacker for those suckers. Oh man! Well, it, <laughs> my wife, my wife wants went and bought me one of those electric shaver things, or whatever. Yep. And it's battery operated or whatever. So I'm up there the other day and it's ring. <laughs> Like they're so thick, like in the battery must have been getting a week and it got stuck in my eyebrows. Like that sucks. Well, I do want to say that I never thought about those things until about, oh, three years ago or four years ago. And Susan, she said, you need to trim your eyebrows, your nose hairs, and your ear hairs. And ear hairs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who thinks of that when you're 30? Oh, I sure didn't. I was perfect when I was 30. I thought I'd get better with age. Speaking of other things that we were way better at when we were 30, I'm going to go back to another one of our clips. Oh, boy. Virtual sex. Don't have <laughs> sex over the internet. Do not do it. If you're naked on the internet, even if it is on Zoom or... Okay, I want to pause this, guys, because I just am reading. Are you reading the middle part of paragraph? Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> any this other format, don't this have sex on the internet. Just don't do it. On a side uh, note, <laughs> William, yes. I don't think I've said the word sex that many times in that short a time frame in my life. And it was inspired by the BC government. Everyone knows the government really is the sexiest one. And yes, I Tim. just brought this topic up to a couple weeks ago to uh, my uh, son-in-law's father about that very topic about Dr. Yeah. Henry on how we were supposed to perform our, how can I put it? Our sexual yes. desires 
through a glory hole. And, and he thought I was, I think he thought I was punch drunk. And then I actually had to bring that article up to him. Like, it's unbelievable, you know, talking about that is, is what we've gone through over the past year on, on some of the cockamamie stories and articles and newscasts that have gone on. It's just, I'm, I don't think you can write this stuff up. Everything, everyone knows that medical policy is the number one aphrodisiac. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just really gets works for me. Well, Oh, really? That whole <laughs> rant, it started with a post on Facebook that I saw and I do with the glory hole. And I, I called BS. I said, no, that's not real it, fake news. And I went to research it and sure enough, it is actually, they describe the glory hole on the BC. Dr. Bonnie Henry did. Yes. I, I, give, a news, I give it in a cast, a podcast or not a podcast, a, a newscast. Yes. I give them a little bit of credit for being stuffy government peeps. They actually know what it was and described it relatively well. So, you know, they've got that going for them. I kind of want to know who described it to Bonnie Henry. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was a fly in the wall at that, that meeting. <laughs> so, so Bonnie, we have a, we have a plan yeah. to, uh, to enable people to still enjoy the pleasure of each other's company, but more safely. You cut a hole in a wall. <laughs> oh man! Like I wonder. I wonder if they look back on that and think to themselves that that maybe not been such a really good, you know, thing to, to put on on live screen or live TV. This is this is this is going to be one of the moments where where history will not look kindly on on us. Describing oh, see, I think COVID that sex. particular moment in history is going to look back and it's, it's going to be one of those, those like hilarious moments. <laughs> I think it's going to be looked back fondly, but not for the right reasons. Exactly. Yes. I just was looking at the screen at the previous one with the webpage from the government, from the BC government. And the part that I, I wasn't sure about, there's a line in there about masturbating by yourself. Isn't that oh. sort of... Redundant? Uh, Mutual masturbation is a thing. I guess. Some people, I mean. <laughs> and they had to differentiate reach, on the BC government website. Uh, yeah, yeah. My God, like I can't even speak. <laughs> <laughs> like, how did this, how do we ever get on this topic? The BC government. <laughs> oh and, yeah, right. And COVID. Blame the government. Yes. The answer well, you know what? All life problems. I Blame the government. I, I always thought that, uh, U.S. politics and governmental things was always a bit of a, a funny thing until you start bringing up stuff like this and right in my own backyard in British Columbia. I tell you. We've got our own skeletons in the closet. Yeah. So next up, speaking of skeletons in the closet, you were on holidays or something, I believe, you know, William, and your mother and I and Allison and Austin, mm, we did a yeah. Smith family holiday movie review. And this was one of the clips actually that you found and sent and said, there's a lot of good quotables here. Uh, so the, the reason it's a Christmas movie is one, you have aspects of Christmas. There are gifts. Um, there oh, are a, a lot party? of, isn't that where it starts? It is. It takes place in, uh, and the tower is in a, a Christmas party in uh, what? Nag not Nagasaki. Nagasaki. Yeah. Nagasaki tower. Mm -hmm. And it is a, a love story at the same time. It's, he wants to see, and for the record, it's not the Nagasaki Tower. It is it's the Yakatomi Tower. Oh right, yeah, the Yakatomi Tower. Nagasaki for the holidays, Tower. Is, is you know, there's there's his wife, and it just so happens there's a terrorist group that comes in. That's a subplot. Oh, and her name the, is Holly. It must be a Christmas movie. So the terrorists, 
So the terrorist a thing is a subplot. It's a subplot where the real plot, it's a love story. See, people people forget that. That the underlying aspect was he was coming to reclaim his, his wife. And it got messed up. And so it was really a, a story of how Mr. can Rabbit I get trail. her back from this tragedy? Yeah, and the terrorists were just unfortunate. Really deep romantic there, drama. But that's not the main plot. <laughs> I mean, he's right. Die Hard is the Christmas movie. <laughs> When's the last also, time you watched Die Hard, Tim? Actually, you know what? About uh, three weeks ago, it was on uh, uh, TCM, Turner Classic what? Movies, believe it or not. <laughs> that makes it, me feel old. I don't like that. Oh, well, when was that movie out? Like, uh, that's got to be... 80? Late, late 80s? 80s? Yeah. I will look it up because I have the power. Bruce Willis still had some hair. Yeah. So. It's over 30 years old. That's for darn sure. <laughs> it's, a while, but it was a while back. Yeah. It's funny though, because watching rewatching that episode, trying to find quotables and finding that one, there were also a ton. Like we just we just did like a little fact check there on the Nagasaki, the Nakatomi Tower, or wherever it is. We had there were so many, so many fact checks we should have done on that episode. We could we could like make we could make a whole segment of of mistakes we made on that episode. It's hilarious. So when was 1988? Holy crap! Mm-hmm. And that's a class twinkle in my daddy's eye. 34 years old. No. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. There's a number of Christmas movies that made an appearance in that one. And then right after that for new years, you and I were going to do a review of, of a movie, William. And we got our one and only YouTube strike. Yep. <laughs> Got kicked off for using, YouTube, actually. They de- using a fair use movie. Yes. It, uh, mm, mm, yeah. We angered the gods. Yes, we angered the YouTube gods. <laughs> but yet we could talk about masturbating, and it doesn't make them angry? Well, there's no copyright on that. <laughs> Look. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's patented it yet. That's right. Oh, there you go. <laughs> So one more element we're going to do in the show this evening is we're going to do our minute. And each of us, as this is an anniversary show, so we don't want to get heavy into politics or COVID or vaccine mandates, except all of us think about it. And it's one of the things that we do on the show. It's sort of like an itch that you can't get rid of. Yeah, it's a problem. So we're going to limit it to one minute each. And so I am going, I'm going to give you guys a break and I'm going to go first with my minute because I just want to get out of the way and then I can laugh at you two. So, so my rant this week, my one minute that I want to use is going to be U.S. politics. Now, I love the Constitution, even like most Americans, but who thought up this lousy political system that we have. There always is an election going on. And when there is not an election going on, there are folks vying to be in the next election so they can fight over the election. It's every four years, yes, except it's not. It's every year and a half in between the midterms and the governor's elections and everything else. 
So for heaven's sakes, America, follow suit with Canada, have your elections in 90 days, get it over with, and get on with life. Thank you. You may go back to your regularly scheduled programming. Dave. You feel better now? Yes, I do. (laughs) I kind of disagree with you there, though. Why? (laughs) I, I do. I kind of like this, the, the way the American um, political system is run. I truly do. Look at what we just went through in Canada with a, a, an election. And it took, what was it, 30 days from the time that Trudeau dropped the writ to, to an election? That doesn't it th- get I thought it was 90. Pay. No, it is wasn't it 30? that, I don't think. It was 30 days. I think days. it's 90 from when it's announced, but they only have like 30 or 40 30 days, days to campaign. Campaign. And to yeah. me, that doesn't give the... Uh, the public or the, the the voters enough time to make a good decisive decision. I don't. I think maybe you're right. A year is too long, but a I think year? there needs to be well, two years or whatever. They start two enough. years into their term. They start. I feel like there's got to be a middle ground there. There's got to be a yeah. middle ground between the American side, which at the, at the time the election actually happens, we're all so absolutely sick of hearing about the election. Whereas the Canadian side, we we're, it's just, there and gone so quickly. I didn't realize it was two years. So Sleepy Joe there, we're going to have a starting up here in the next year or so. So the election's every four, although it begins the the ramp up every two years, right? So, yeah, so the election's every year finding your candidate. four. And then in the middle, in the alternating four are the races for Congress and for the Senate, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so it just never ends. It absolutely huh. never ends. I mean, I mean, and here we're crazy about about the races for governors for for crying out loud, which mean nothing. And the world. Uh, goes, you and I were talking about that earlier this week. Yes, and the world goes nuts over a over a governor of New Jersey. Like who freaking cares? The governor of Minneapolis or the mayor of Minneapolis. That that election is kind of interesting, but that's I'm not going to get into that. That's not my minute. Okay. <laughs> Minute to win it. That's right. So going on to our next clip <laughs> is Sam Mitchell. And I don't know if you remember this one, Tim. I'm, I'm sure you watched it as you have watched all of them. He was a young man who emailed us and he, and he said, hey, am I able to get on your show? And we said, sure, who are you? And we got to talking. <laughs> and he is an active... He's a kid with autism who, who doesn't care. And he just, he lives life and he's an, just an amazing kid. And he knows everything about the world of wrestling. Okay, I'll I'll I'm going to go first. WrestleMania yep. 12. Okay. Red Hart versus Shawn Michaels, an Iron Man match for the wrestling uh, belt. Afterwards, they went overtime. They decided to restart the match. Shawn him with the Sweet Chin Music, which is a super kick or a sidekick. One, two, three, got a new champion. Yay. Your turn, Will. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go with 27. 27? Okay. John Cena versus The Miz for the WWE Championship. Rock decided to be an, an idiot and cost John Cena the match, and Miz won when no one thought he would. Four. Okay. Randy Savage versus Ted DiBiase. There was a tournament for um, the wrestling belt. It was the first ever. And a Hulk Hogan interfered and hit... Um, Teddy Yossi in the back with a chair and then ran him with the flying elbow drop. One, two, three, new champion. Yay. 
One, two, three, new champion. He was an amazing kid. He he was living life. He didn't care. Yeah. And he just was, he was rocking it. He, he really was. And he it's was an awesome interview. to be honest with you. He it was, really is. Yeah. yeah. That, you know, for those of us who think, you know, life is hard, it really isn't. <laughs> um, who wants to go next with your minute to win it? Oh, I'll go. Okay. It's I just don't know if I can fit it all in in a minute. Well, you I'm going to hang I up on you if, you if you go Talk fast. Okay, we're going for Tim's minute. You're on. Well, let me start off. One of the, th- I, I don't know if it's, um, I guess more than anything, it's a pet peeve. And to me, it's mainstream media. Um, at this, over the past two years, I have never become more uh, disheartened or unsure of what's the truth anymore. Um, you look at CNN, you look at uh, Fox News, you look at CBC, CTV, they all seem to have an outlook. It's either left or right. To me, the media has really changed over the past few years. Um, I don't think there's a non-biased media uh, station out there anymore. All that I want to hear about is the the non-biased truth. And I don't think we're seeing that anymore. I think they've become very um, paid uh, by their political supporters. And that's how they sway their their thoughts. Yeah, you get, you get the nail on the head. I can't even argue with you, Tim. I'd really like to. I know. Isn't that the truth? Like, it's horrible. Yep. Like, you can watch CNN and you hear one side of it, and then yep. all of a sudden you can flip over to Fox News and you get the other one. Yep. And in my opinion, in, in Canada here, the biggest, uh, the, the worst, in my opinion, is global news. They are the most biased newscasting I've ever seen. Like, it's, they, they, they don't tell the truth anymore. All I want to know is the facts. They, they're very good at the way they, um, they even ask their questions on, on uh, their guests, unlike you, Dave. I try not to ask any questions of my guests. I leave that to William. <laughs> That's a scary prospect. So there was my minute to win it. Pretty good, huh? I, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So we had a bet that it was going to be on COVID, and we both lost. So, oh, are you really? <laughs> it actually it started with the thought that hey, Tim's been mad about COVID all week. We should give him a little bit of time on the show to talk about COVID, <laughs> and we were pretty sure you could have used your minute to rant about COVID and vaccines and mandates. But you told me I couldn't do that. I know. I, I sort of I gamed it. <laughs> rigged the game. Oh, you rigged it. Yeah. There you go. So right in the middle of all of our talks on politics and racism and everything, we took a weekend and we talked about mental health. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember how we got on the topic. And we had a friend of ours on, her name is Anne, and this was her, she was really good. It was talking about how the pandemic has affected people's mental health. Yes. Both for children who are missing out on social experiences and then for adults that are dealing with the idea, the fact that they're, they're in a tight space now for long periods of time with their friends and family and don't really have a way to get away from them very easily. Right. It's, it's a lot of extra mental pressure. Why, hello, Anne. Hi. Hello. Hey, I'm Anne. 
Welcome to the Will and Dave Show, <laughs> live on YouTube. It's good to be here. I'm I'm honored to be here. Well, don't say that yet. Yeah, yeah. don't say just no free things like that. <laughs> right. So, I just want to interject that that cautionary tale is still applicable today. You can overcome communication hindrances. And this is this is an interesting way to to look at it. So the next time you're speaking to your spouse um, or she's speaking to you, this is a good tool to use. Stop what you're doing. Look at the person you're talking to. Listen to what's being said. Hear what's being felt. You may not agree, but hear what's being felt. Don't interrupt. Learn from his or her experience. Don't prove your point. Allow the other to challenge your position. Respect the other position. Value your relationship above your opinion. So I'm going to ask right now if we can get a copy of that because, and I mean this in all seriousness, is that is the basis of this show. I feel like we could get a t-shirt, value your relationships over your opinions. That could, that could be like a slogan. It would save my marriage most days. <laughs> I'm in the middle of a divorce. I'm not going to make jokes about that. It's one of the things that is, is interesting in her talk. And we were, we were talking of kids and COVID and, and all that. And out of that, a nugget, which really encapsulates our show and the whole purpose mm-hmm. for it. And that was interesting, I thought. But. Yeah, uh, she was, not to denigrate any of, other, other, any of our other guests, but I think Ann Dickout as a guest was probably one of the most insightful people we've had in terms of directly speaking to the ethos of our show. Yes. Oh, I agree. Yeah, for sure. So the next one that we have is we did a series with you and Mallory, with Tim and Mallory. Yeah. And it, it was on this, it was on you know, the state of a small business in COVID. And there were lots of, there are lots of fun moments. And this was one that I th- sort of encapsulated our conversation. I, I just pulled out the other day, June 10th. I went and bought a lift of lumber. I bought eights, tenths, twelves, fourteens, sixteens, five lifts. It cost me sixty-six hundred bucks. Last Monday, I went to pick up one lift of two by six eighteen. It was sixty-one hundred dollars. One lift. When I went and bought the week before five lifts, it cost me twenty-seven thousand dollars. Two years difference. And you're telling me that product? And you don't need to wear a hat. This is not conspiracy theory. This is just straight up. What's driving the price of lumber? My EW, I was talking about EWP the other day. I got a, uh, to you earlier. The other day I got a phone call from one of my suppliers. And he said, um, there's, a, there's a problem that there's no more black spruce 
in Quebec that they could build this stuff at the plant there. But not to worry, the manufacturer said, we can still supply you in Western Canada, but except we're going to do it from California. Apparently, there's no black spruce problem in California. Of course, they buy their lumber from us. We ship it down to them. They turn around, turn it into EWP, and then ship it back to me. And for that service, I get an increase in price of 11%. Because they don't have black spruce in Quebec? Like, really? I'll tell you, we don't know what it is. Whatever's motivating all of this historic pricing, historic supply chain chain issues, all of this, whatever's behind it, we don't know what it is, but it's very real. And it's very real for the small business guy who's trying to make it happen. That was in May of this year. Wow. That was pretty pretty interesting because you fast forward to today, mm-hmm. uh, you know, November 6th, and uh, we're in exactly the same position, if not in a worse position now, talking about supply chain issues. Oh, mm-hmm. um, huge You issues. know, my, uh, my daughter and son-in-law, as you know, run a little kind of mercantile um, grocery store, liquor store type thing here yeah. in the shoe swap. And her suppliers are already warning her of some of the supply shortages that are going to happen. And it's very real. Like, and you try to tell people this and they, they're scoffing it off. And it's, uh, it's going to be a challenge this winter. Um, you know, some of the things that she was saying to me here the other day is that the Kellogg's factory is going to be there. We're going to have an issue getting uh, cereals, uh, oats, like um, baking type stuff right. again. Right. Um, I believe the, I think we're going to have another 2021, um, toilet paper debacle again. Oh, don't I think go that, there. Seriously? That's what they're, <laughs> they're, they're predicting. I don't know if it'll happen I, 2021. It could be 2022. And then I feel like think that's of, largely on people, though. Like the, the toilet paper debacle oh. wasn't because they couldn't make toilet paper. It was because people went and stocked up on it at an at a obtuse rate. Oh, it, 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 it's, it's, it's a frenzy is what it was. But you look mm. at what's happening right now. You look at that ship that's... Uh, you know, caught on fire just off the yeah. BC coast there and, you know, dropped what was over a hundred containers into the, into the ocean. Um, I was talking to a gentleman today. He ordered, he owns a, a logging company here in, um, in the shoe swap, quite a large one. And he had ordered a complete um, sea can of truck tires for his logging equipment. The, he can't get it. They don't know where it's at. There's actually, believe it or not, a tire shortage happening here in, in, uh, in BC, at least here anyway, try and get a, a snow tire put on your vehicle here. Can't do it. No and the way. biggest. Oh yeah. And the number one, it's because of that ship off the coast. You mean to tell me that was full of snow tires? I don't know if it's just a story call, or if it's an easy way to get away. I call nonsense on that. I don't know what the answer is, but I think that that is just, I mean, I think there's a, there's a, a ton of contributing factors. I mean, labor shortages right now are probably a contributing factor. People don't want to go back to work to minimum wage jobs. I don't know how much that affects uh, tradespeople, but factory workers, I think, are probably on the list of people who didn't want to go back to work as as vaccine rollouts happened and people were expected to go back to work. 
So there's a whole bunch of different hiccups in the supply chain that are causing this. And it's easy to pin it like, or to try and pin it on, you know, a ship sinking. Cause that's a, that's a, a substantial bombastic event, but I don't think that's, that's what's causing it in the, in the, in the large scale. I think that's well, just did a, a, you, a spike uh, in the did you, graph. Did you see what uh, they stated uh, Vancouver is for a living wage right now? No. $20.53 an hour is for a, a living wage in Vancouver. Yeah. Kelowna was seventeen eighty or something like that. So I wonder if we're going to see a round wage. of... Yeah, that's what they're calling it, right? Mm-hmm. So I wonder if we're going to start to see some... Uh, labor unrest now that people are starting to come back to the workforce again, right? Yeah. I wonder if that's the next thing that's going to take place. I mean, you look at that and when they say, you know, the minimum living wage for this city is you know $20 an hour and you look at most entry-level jobs, they're not paying anywhere close to that. No. If I were, if I were someone at an entry-level job, I, I'd be perturbed. Hey, Mallory, I got a shot of your head. Ooh, oh, high quality. Hey, there you are. There you go. Are you coming off the ice? Well, yeah, I just, uh, we're just off the ice, just finished our game. And uh, I don't know what you can see there. If it looks like real big, it, the, the arena's behind me. Oh, I miss hockey. I do. Ice, baby. I miss hockey. Yeah, yeah. So we had a we had a great game, but uh, hey, so this is uh, understand this is your anniversary. Yes. Show. And you're the sponsor. Okay. So, so let me congratulate let me congratulate you and Will, um, because I don't want to talk about living wages with one of my employees. <laughs> I I want <laughs> I want to what what I want to do. What I want to do is say, you know what, what the world needs right now is, is not just opinion, but uh, healthy discourse. And it starts with opinion. It starts with having feelings and observations and opinions about things and then putting them out there and asking them. And the dialogue is what's so desperately needed. You guys are doing that. You've done it for a year, and I applaud you. Well done. Well, and we okay. thank you for sponsoring the show because it takes, takes people like you to have shows like this on the air. So... We just well, want to say thank you. Well, we're, I'm glad to be a part. If I wasn't sponsoring it, I could probably afford a living wage. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Okay, we'll go no, back to no, the ice. We're going to let you go. We just wanted to say thanks in person. All righty. Well, you're very welcome, and I'm great to be a, glad to be a part, and even more so when you get up here. Okay, we'll talk to you in a bit. <laughs> okay. Goodbye. Take care. Uh, yeah i feel like someone should have warned him that trying to trying to connect wirelessly to on a video call inside of a big metal box might not go well you know what his audio was good that's all yep, that the audio that's was all... good the podcast is going to sound great that's right <laughs> beautiful <laughs> that arena sure is nice up there though isn't it oh have i you... can't wait to go skating on it again having I just have to say this because it's our show. So the city of Fort St. John is taking information or bids on the new visitor center. Have you seen that, Tim? I've been reading that. Yes. Have you seen this, William? A, 
You should nope. educate yourself about your politicians in your in your city. I'm not sure if I want to. I know just enough to know that I don't want to know much more. It's like eleven million dollars <coughs> or eight million dollars, isn't it, Tim? Yeah. Did you see what Steve Thorlickson that was ex fourteen John Mayor written as a comment in there? Yes. I think it worked out to sixteen hundred dollars a square foot. Yes. To build that building is what it was. Yeah. Well, it should be the Taj Mahal for sixteen hundred dollars a square foot. I would think it should be. Wow. Interesting so politics. Oh gosh, we'll cover that next show. Will small town politics, baby, yes. love it. So next up, we were at your house on holidays, um, Tim, and we called in to Will, and we thought that we were off the air, but we weren't. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> That shot is live. <laughs> my little buddy. I should, really, I should really have my 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 thing now. Oh no, I don't know. I'm not going to mess with my Zoom because I don't know if I'm going to get back to where it should be. Do you think this is how Elon Musk and Richard Branson felt when they went to space? <laughs> it wasn't Elon Musk. <laughs> oh yeah, no, he didn't go yet. Bezos. Bezos. That's Jeffrey what I mean. Bezos. <laughs> 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 and we were supposed to be off air. There was supposed to be our countdown, and we—I forgot to mute the microphones. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, you were all riled up that day trying to get everything set up. Oh man, it was one of those remember, things that I should not have done. <laughs> oh my god! You had had—we had lights, and we had extension yeah. cords, and we had tables, and we're rearranging furniture. My god, it's like you were setting up for a, a motion picture shoot. Well, we were. <laughs> Yeah, right. In a sense, yeah. <laughs> so, William, are you ready for your time. minute? Yeah, yeah I'll take my it. minute. I'll, I'll take my minute to win it. Yeah. Okay. Here's William's minute to win it. Eventually. Yeah, I'll wait. Okay. So, this is off topic from almost everything else we've talked about tonight, but I want to talk about dehumanizing language because I've had the unfortunate experience this week of spending a whole bunch of time on Twitter for the purposes of promoting the show. Uh, I do not recommend Twitter, I recommend you stay far away from it. But what I've learned in my time on Twitter over the last two weeks or so is that people have a tendency, especially when we're talking about highly divisive or uh, incendiary topics, to use dehumanizing language to describe people of the other persuasion or the other opinion to them. And I don't think that furthers any conversation at all. You know, calling people Nazis or calling them any number of derogatory names, it it makes them seem less like people and people with opinions and people with opinions that matter. Their opinions matter. Even if we may think they're wrong, the fact that they have them, most people are not sitting there twirling their mustaches trying to end the world. They're trying to make the world a better place, whether they're doing it the right way or not. And dehumanizing them does not help. Whoops. That was a mistake on my part. There, done. <laughs> oh, we Hold lost on, Tim's Tim. audio. Okay, I got you back. I had you muted, Tim. Sorry. Well, well done. Well, I, I thought that was very good. Good minute. Thank you. Man, we can't argue about our minutes this week. What's with that? <laughs> well, you know what it is, though, is that what Will talked about, it's no more, it's it's uh, keyboard warriors. It's easier to mm -hmm. hide behind a, a, a keyboard and call people out and dehumanize them or whatever, mm -hmm. instead of the where you could meet them on the street or at a coffee shop or whatever. Right. They wouldn't yeah. be saying the same things. They really wouldn't. Mm -hmm. And that applies to large scale personalities, like big time people who run large shows and large podcasts. They Say do it too. Fox News. And, and, yeah. With the Matt Walsh's of the world. Yeah. They need to just tone it down, be a little bit more 
approachable, a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Gentle, genteel. But you know what, the will, and this is, goes back to my minute, is that doesn't provide viewership. Yeah, it doesn't sell. It doesn't sell. Yeah. And that's the problem. They're all looking for ratings. They're all looking for something that will get the, the public riled up. Mm-hmm. So the only way they can do it is whoever can yell the loudest and scream the loudest is going to get the get the prize. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's terrible. It's the way the world is. Yeah, it's, it's certainly not the way we were brought up. At least I wasn't. It's true. It's true. We have one more memory, and it mm-hmm. has to do with marriage. And so we're just going uh, to run through that. And you can't tell from this photo, but there's like 20 other people in this room at this moment, and everyone's mm-hmm. mad because the lunch meat hasn't gotten there for us to snack on, <laughs> and there's just water. And Austin and I are just sitting there enjoying a little peace and quiet at this lovely window, and our photographer – actually, our photographer didn't even capture this. One of my bridesmaids with her iPhones got this picture right, I and then sent that. it to the, the photographer. July 1st, 1960. We got married down at uh, St. Paul's Church yeah. on uh, – I just want to say I wasn't even born yet when they got married. No, church is still there. So that is so. I don't awesome. recognize that couple in there. <laughs> I think that's what happens when you've been married that long. You don't recognize the people in the, in the, in the wedding pictures anymore. <laughs> that was a nice that? clip. I really enjoyed seeing Allison. I haven't seen her for a long time. She is headed up. We got Fort St. John here in a few weeks because we oh, have wow. a new. We have a grandson on its way any day. Oh, right. And so yeah. they're headed up shortly after he's born. So, Oh, pretty yeah. exciting times. It is. It means we're getting old, Tim. You know that, right? Oh, Dave, crawling out of bed in the morning, boy, the bones are pretty creaky. <laughs> and the hair, it's everywhere. Well, look at that, though. Like It's looking <laughs> good, though, right? Hey, you doing, You're doing better than I am, Tim. Look at that hair, Tim. <laughs> I see it. <laughs> You've done well, Dave. <laughs> Thick and luxurious. Uh, yeah, or something. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going up to Fort St. John too, Dave? Or? Susan is. I'm going to be going a bit later on. I think I'm going to send her up, and I'm going to man the fort here, and then... I'm sure I'll go up eventually, except I'm going to get all the all the new baby phase out of the way, and then I'll go up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of funny the way we're talking here. We're just talking as if, you know, I wonder what our viewers are looking at and thinking, well, those guys are just talking about nothing. It reminds me of the Seinfeld show. <laughs> Which Seinfeld show? The sh- no, a Seinfeld show. Oh, the show, it's yes. It's a, a, show, a show about nothing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I started watching Seinfeld again recently, on oh, Netflix or Hulu or something. That was a great show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it, it really it, is. It just was funny. Like it really And that's was. 30 years old now too. Some of the some of the best television I've ever watched is about nothing. Or or podcasts I've ever listened to are about nothing. Hey Tim, if you want to watch a show about you and me, there's a special with Martin Short and Steve Martin. Oh, really? I believe it's on Netflix. I'm almost sure it's on Netflix. And they did a, they did a special. And they bicker the whole show. It, it, it is, Send me the link. Send me the link I after the show. I will find it, yes. I will find it. Because <laughs> it is... Uh, 
Yeah, it's you and me to the T. My. (laughs) On that lovely note of nothingness, shall we close up the show? William. Yes, sir. It's been a year. It's been a whole year. Congratulations, you guys. With Tim and you and me and Mallory. I had a list of all the guests on this show. It's quite a a list act. We've had eight or ten. Yeah. No, you've done well. I I read that earlier. It looks really good. Yeah. So you guys have done well. Kudos to the next year. Yeah. Here's to one more year, and then we'll we'll just go year by year. How's that? Yeah. There you go. Play it by year, year by year. William, uh, do you have anything for our guests? I do. Stay safe. Don't die, and have a good night, folks. Well, Will, that is us, the Will and Dave Show. Yeah. Feels kind of surreal now that it's actually here. Hit like, hit subscribe, hit the bell. Like, comment, subscribe, hit the little <laughs> bell down in the doobly-doo. <laughs> Just oh, yes. spread the love, guys.